0: get the word tits on the radio? What? Yeah. What? You might be the only one. The first and the only one. The
1: first and the last. Whoever Eddie
0: Money. whoever got tits on the radio. <laughs> so My
1: name's Eddie Money. I got tits on the radio.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> he should have used that as a tagline. It should have been his tagline on his business cards. Got tits on the yeah, radio. Yeah. So apparently he has a very a well-known misheard lyric in the song Shaken. Yeah. And the lyric is, we did some shaking till the middle of the night, but the way he sings it, it sounds like her tits were shaken till the (laughs) middle of the night. So he apparently confirmed that he was actually saying her tits were shaken and they didn't change it because the official lyrics were, we did some shaking.
1: But her tits were shaken. Her tits
0: were shaken. Like,
1: not stirred. (laughs) <laughs> girl came walking in and she's like, I got these tits. What do you want me to do with them? And he's like, shake them. Yep. That's him. it. Shake them. Shake
0: them. Yep. Oh my God. It's based on a true story. Yeah. Oh my God. It probably is. I don't know. Maybe. He was an autobiographical writer, so maybe. Oh, maybe. Welcome to Rock Candy.
1: Where we're shaking our tits every <laughs> week.
0: All the time. Just because
1: just they're here. Because we're women, and most women with boobs, your t- your tits just kind of
0: shake. They shake when you walk. It happens. And it's
1: just like every fucking waking moment. My tits it's are just tits. shaking.
0: Just every waking moment. It's tits all the time. <laughs>
1: just tits all the time.
0: All the time.
1: Your weekly podcast bringing you sweet treats from the world of music, with tales and stories of tits, of tits. <laughs> no, of <laughs> this week talking about the one and only. May this- he rest in peace.
0: Ripperoni, Taking Eddie money way too
1: soon, yeah. Eddie, Eddie money. money, Oh, Yes, and we're your hosts. I'm Maggie. I'm Ashley. Yeah, and we got we got a good one, very exciting one, Mister. Very recent in the news, Eddie money. Yeah,
0: he very recently passed away. Only a couple months ago, maybe November. That, wasn't it November? No, it October. Have, I it October. I think it was October. It was I'm, October. Yeah. Time is a
1: weird social construct, and at this point, I'm like, oh, it's mid it's mid December already
0: cool how the fuck did that happen it was september i'm sorry i wrote the fucking notes and i can't remember when he what? passed away no it was september yeah i mean wow wow yeah it was really? a while ago. and that was a shitty week because rico casick died also yes. and there was somebody else and now I we can't talked remember.
1: about it on our patreon oh Dan- daniel johnson daniel johnston yeah rico casick eddie, eddie money that was a shit week yeah that was a fucking shit week yeah, no. But we
0: couldn't round out the year without talking about at least one of them. We already well, actually, talked about Daniel Johnston. Yeah.
1: So. Well, Rico Casick. Rico Kasich might almost get two episodes because he did. Oh yeah. A lot. Like beyond the cars, he did a lot. He had
0: basically two careers: the cars and then and everything then else, producing and writing and everything like yeah. that. So.
1: No. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately, in case you didn't know, or you're not one of our patrons. To get our sweet Patreon episode. <laughs> Uh Yes, any money passed away in September. It was really sad. Kind of, he had cancer, I believe. Yes, right? he had
0: esophageal cancer. It was it was
1: fairly rapid,
0: which I'm pretty sure is the same thing that Dave Mustaine has right now. So, Dave Mustaine, guys, better
1: fucking thoughts hold and prayers, on. thoughts, and, thoughts prayers and prayers for
0: Dave Mustaine. Please and thank you. Yeah,
1: like I can't go through that, guys. Hold on to your fucking <laughs> therapy horses, guys. Yeah. Right.
0: But I mean, mainly the reason we picked Eddie Money. Eddie Money. Eddie Money. I'm going to do that all fucking night. Eddie Money? Eddie Money. Eddie Money. Eddie Money. That's (laughs) right. The reason we picked him over Rick Okasic to do right now is because Mm. we found a pretty perfect beer to have with this episode. Sometimes the stars align just right. Sometimes you walk through the beer store and just a light
1: shines above you. Exactly like that. And you're like, oh, what's this beer? This beer is perfect. Look at that. From Crooked Stave, Artisan Beer Project, and Maui Brewing Co.,
0: they bring us two tickets to paradise. Two tickets for half the (laughs) price. That's what goes on in my head when I hear that song. (laughs) It's a tropical saison aged in oak barrels.
1: With hibiscus and lime in collaboration with Maui Brewing. And it's de-fucking-lightful. It's really good. Like, even though we both can agree, yo, it's winter, guys. It's cold. I want my dark beers full of flavors. Right now, during the holidays, I want my spice Ales. Oh, I want spices. I want mm-hmm. it spicy. But this was, this is definitely more of like a, a summer beer, but not in a... Exclusive summer way, but
0: it's still a saison, and I like saisons this time mm. of year because they can be a little bit on the they're heavier, side. yeah,
1: yeah. You're right. Like saisons are actually perfect fall beers yeah. because they still have the heaviness, but they're not. Can they bring it back a little bit, mm-hmm. which is perfect. But this is a great beer if you see it. It's a delightful bottle as well. Like it's a little Hawaiian shirt <laughs> with two tickets in a
0: pocket. I'm not sure they uh, are making this anymore because I haven't seen it around in a long time. And this has been, this has actually been hanging around for a while. Which is kind of a bummer because it is a very good beer. I hope they bring yeah. it back over the summer.
1: That would be nice. Let's write them a letter. Excuse Sometimes me. Sometimes letters work. Excuse me, sirs. <laughs> sirs, can you make that beer again? That'd be great. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. So get get if you do find this beer somewhere. Get I highly it. I really suggest getting it. I mean, but until then, just. And then pour one out for any drink. money. No, don't waste that shit. Just a little bit. Okay, just like a touch. Yeah,
0: like a little Not bit. Not a whole lot. You would
1: appreciate it. But I mean, other than that, stick to your stouts and porters kids because it's cold season and we got colds right now. So, well, I just have eternal congestion.
0: And I have an eternal runny nose. So, yeah, that somehow manages to be really dry at the same time. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sneezing up a storm. I'm this an week. adult.
1: We're adults. Health problems. I th- Yeah, we're sicker as adults, aren't we? Yeah. Huh. Weird. <laughs> anyway, I guess we should talk about any money now. Yeah, we're going to do that. All right, saddle up, kids, because it's time for the tale of ye old
0: any money. Edward Currency.
1: Edward Currency. <laughs> oh, I really want like someone to make up a, a artist in a show called Edward Currency. And they're like, we're not getting sued. Can't do it. Can't sue us. I don't think... <laughs> I don't think the money estate would sue anyone. No, it though. has
0: to be something ridiculous like Fredward currency. Fredward currency. Fred currency. <laughs> That'd be like Can he, can that be like our fake intern is Fredward currency? Oh, yeah.
1: We'd like to thank our our intern Fredward currency to help <laughs> for the help on the research notes this week.
0: You really Shout knocked out it out Fred of the Word. park. Thanks if, you have, if you have any problems with what we say, directed towards Fredward currency.
1: Yeah, I mean, he wrote these notes, not us. Not us. Yep. He's a great research assistant. He wrote the script. It's not our fault. Nope. Not us. <laughs> Yell at Fredward. Five stars only for Fredward.
0: <laughs> Fredward, five stars only currency. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. 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 Well, let me get into Fred Ward's notes here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He worked hard on these. worked really hard. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. When people hear the name Eddie Money, they inevitably think of the shaggy-haired, crooked-mouthed crooner from the 70s and 80s that gave us amazing blue-collar rock hits like Two Tickets to Paradise and the ever-timeless Take Me Home Tonight. Yep. His songs are nostalgia fodder for some, but a lot of people don't know that his life story is really interesting. Yeah, I don't know that. You did not know that. You're going to tell me about it. I'm going to tell you. As cool as his last name is, it wasn't the one he was born with. No shit. I know, right? (laughs) I just popped that bubble for you. The
1: minute I said The Money Family, I'm like, that's not his real last name, is it? (laughs) Edward Joseph
0: Mahoney Was born in Brooklyn, New York. (laughs) If you say
1: it right, though,
0: Mahoney. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It works. He was born in Brooklyn, New York on March 24th, 1949 and grew up in Levittown, Long Island. His mother, Dorothy, was Jewish by heritage, but changed her religious affiliation after marrying Eddie's father, Daniel, a devout Irish Catholic.
1: Ooh, woof. Hold
0: up. Hold
1: up. His mom was Jewish. His dad was Catholic. He must have felt terrible constantly.
0: All the time. Like
1: constant just like Ajita pains in his chest. Yeah. Constant.
0: Everyone in the family was constantly clutching their chest. Yes. Because there was so
1: much guilt riding on those
0: shoulders. They had four other children aside from Eddie, Danny, Kathy, Peggy, and Pat- He graduated from Island Trees High School in 1967, but his teenage years were rife with rebellion. Mm. Coming from a strict Irish Catholic family, it's kind of expected that the rebellion would be strong in this one. Oh, yeah. He even got kicked out of one school for forging a report card. Good for him,
1: though. Good for you. Like, not bad. Those are some real life skills. You need those. Forgery is real life skills. <laughs> it is. Especially back then. Yeah. It like, was a
0: good one to have.
1: Right? Like, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to need to fucking know the degrees of a triangle, but I'm going to tell you right now, forging some shit's useful.
0: Just ask Dirty John. That motherfucker. That piece of shit. God damn it. He's the reason I'm into true crime podcasts now. Oh. he'll He'll do that to you, though. Yeah. Listen to Dirty John, guys, on your favorite podcast player. Yeah. It was in high school where he realized his love of music, or more importantly, his love of cheerleaders. <laughs> He's a little dirty little boy. He joined various bands in order to impress the ladies, but none of them really took off. Huh. And his love of rock and roll didn't do much but piss off his parents, who tore his Jimi Hendrix posters from his bedroom walls. Like
1: like most parents in those days are wont to do. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Sounds about right. Without a whole lot of prospects on the horizon, Eddie acquiesced to his family's wishes and enrolled in the New York State Police Academy, following them in the footsteps of his father, grandfather, and brother. Oh,
1: okay, yeah, that's kind of expected. Yeah. But I'm also picturing anybody with like a policeman cap on and it's adorable.
0: There's a picture of him on the internet somewhere in a like a policeman's blue shirt. Like Slumped over a typewriter. He and he have his just... shaggy hair? Yes, he does. Oh my god, yeah. yes.
1: It's adorable. Like a little cigarette hanging out of the side of his mouth.
0: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Bolstering his decision to go into the police academy was the very real possibility he could be drafted as the Vietnam War was raging at the yep. time. That's if you're fair. a police officer in training, you ain't going to Vietnam. Smart. Yeah. Good job, Eddie. But the music was still in his bones, and he managed to play in a band called Grapes of Wrath in between police training and his straight-laced job as a clerk and typist. The band didn't work out, though, as the other members weren't too keen on having a pig in the band. Like a a real pig? No, like a cop. Oh!
1: (laughs) I was like, did they have a pig in the band? It was like, oh my god, like a cute little, like, it was like a pig. It was like a yacht rock band fronted by a little pig. Oh my god, wearing a fucking Hawaiian shirt and a captain's hat. Oh my god, that is exactly how you get the
0: ladies. This is what the world needs right now. Holy shit. Somebody start that band. What would they name it though? Oink break?
1: Stop. <laughs> Stop it. That's too good. That's
0: too good. Oink
1: break. Oink break. (laughs) Remind me to add that to my band name name list later. Oink break. But it's got to be Yacht Rock. Strictly Yacht Rock. And it has a teacup pig in the band. Yeah. Why not?
0: (laughs) But Eddie kind of agreed with his bandmates. He didn't want to be a cop. He wanted to grow his hair long and play rock and roll. Fuck yeah, man. But he also doesn't want to get drafted. Right. That was the exact opposite of what his parents wanted for him. So they were naturally pretty pissed off when he quit the academy and moved to Berkeley, California in 1968 when he was just about 20 years old. But good for him.
1: You're an adult. Do your fucking thing. Do what
0: you want to do, man. Yeah. Don't let your fucking... Don't let the man hold you down. Damn the man. The man in this situation being your parents. Yeah. The late 60s, early 70s were a great time for music in California, So this was the perfect place for Eddie to be. However, he was broke ass broke. Oh, you don't say. Supporting himself by selling bell bottoms on Telegraph Avenue in Berkeley. What? How did he get these bell bottoms? I think he worked in a store. Just hot. Were they hot bell bottoms? Hot bottoms. Hot bottoms. (laughs) Hot bottoms on Telegraph Avenue. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's an
1: album name. That's going to be Oink Break's first album. Hot Bottoms on Telegraph Avenue. And it's just like Fleetwood Mac covers. But
0: it's just a pig wearing a captain's hat and a Hawaiian shirt and sunglasses. And he's sitting
1: on a pair of bell bottoms.
0: Hot bottoms. But everybody else in the band wears like the most ridiculous bell bottoms. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. We know how this works. God, we should be like Lou Pearlman without the sexual assault. We could be Lou Pearlman without the sexual
1: assault. We could be. Guys, hire us. We're not going to sexually assault you. (laughs) That's our tagline.
0: We won't sexually assault you. Yeah. And I think that's (laughs) kind of worthwhile. I think that's a pretty good reassurance. Yeah. Yeah. You can go home and feel good about yourself. (laughs) Anyway, he was broke. And he had plenty of funny nicknames back then, namely Freddy Food Stamps and Eddie No Money. Oh, Eddie No Money. That last one inspired the moniker that became his stage name, Eddie Money. The irony of this new name was not lost on him. Okay, good. It was a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing.
1: I, I assumed he was yeah. probably like, I'll show you guys, I'm going to make so much money, you're going to call me Eddie Money. You're going to take <laughs> the no out of there. More like, Eddie No Money. He was like, no man, I'm going to have so much money, you're never going to say no again to me anybody me and
0: this pig are gonna make it big man (laughs) oh my god you don't even know (laughs) oh but rest assured he always had money for the marijuana yeah so much so that he got arrested and spent a night in jail because of it his roommate at the time was a pot dealer and both of them got thrown in the slammer after their landlord busted them that's they're paying rent come on man. man Also, you're in California. You're in the fucking Bay Area. Do you think they're the only ones smoking pot? Maybe get off your high horse, landlord. Maybe everybody that rents an apartment from you is going to be smoking pot.
1: Maybe you're also probably smoking pot. 19-goddamn-68.
0: Shut the fuck up. Oh, yeah, no. Everyone's smoking pot. Literally everybody. Literally. Still, he managed to pay for voice lessons with the legendary vocal coach, Judy Davis... Whose clients included Barbara Streisand, Judy Garland, Frank Sinatra, (laughs) Grace Slick,
1: and
0: Steve Perry. And that elevated his
1: game immensely. Yup, that, if there's anything that's going to elevate your fucking game, voice
0: lessons. That's it. Yeah. He made himself a fixture in the San Francisco club scene, making friends and connections as much as he could. This led to a Battle of the Bands gig at the Winterland Ballroom, where he met Bill Graham, a legendary rock promoter known for giving bands like the Grateful Dead, Jefferson Airplane, and Janis Joplin some proving ground.
1: Shit. You, you, he's got like pedigrees upon pedigrees up he in really this He really
0: does. And Bill Graham himself has a pretty interesting backstory. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. pretty crazy. But Bill Graham signed on to be Eddie's manager and also signed Eddie to his own label, Wolfgang Records, a subsidiary of Columbia. And this was a very fortuitous friendship. Bill Graham was an expert at managing talent, often having Eddie spend hours doing record store appearances and interviews before shows. I mean, that's smart, though. Exposure. He knew exposure was like the best thing you could possibly have. Yeah, this guy's on top of his shit. The exposure helped Eddie's self-titled debut album do exceedingly well. Released in 1977, the album eventually went double platinum in the U.S. and spawned three hit singles. Hmm. Two of them are now Eddie Money classics, Baby Hold On and Two Tickets to Paradise.
1: I would argue three are classics because Baby Hold On, I forget, is Eddie Money. But I always remember Two Tickets to
0: Paradise and Take Me Home Tonight. But Take Me Home Tonight is not on this album. (gasps) My God. (laughs) That's why it's only two off this album are classics now. All right. Got That's it? fair. I'm there. Yeah. All right. All he right. has plenty of classics. It's just these were the two first ones.
1: Standards and classics. Yeah. Sorry. I but, jumped the gun.
0: Jumped it a little bit. But Two Tickets to Paradise was being was a satirical commentary on Eddie's own financial situation. Oh. Apparently he was dating this like hoity toity girl whose parents didn't like him because he was poor. So <laughs> the song oh is basically like I'm going to get two tickets to paradise because I don't got any money. And then your parents are going to like me.
1: (laughs) But like, what's a shittier reason to not like someone than you're poor. I don't like you. That's such a shitty fucking thing. Fuck her parents. Like, yeah, he doesn't have money. He's trying, though.
0: Status means nothing. Like, dude is God smacking the shit out of things right now. As long as he's not actually smacking anybody you're fine.
1: Right? Like, And he sounds like a nice guy who's at least probably treating your daughter well, even if he can't take her to the fanciest places. Right. Maybe, like, chill the fuck out.
0: Maybe it's happiness that matters, not money. I don't know. Sir. His name is Eddie Money. But have you seen his pig?
1: <laughs> but dude, dude. But have you seen the pig? Have you seen the pig? The pig is the money. That's the joke, guys. <laughs>
0: But with this album, Eddie didn't do all of it himself. He basically had an all-star band backing him and helping him write his material. Oh shit! The band consisted of Jimmy Lyon on guitar, who also co-wrote at least half of the album's songs. Tom Scott played saxophone, and two former members of Steve Miller Band, Lonnie Turner and Gary Malibur, played bass and drums, respectively. Oh shit! No
1: wonder. Yeah,
0: that all adds up. Like pretty good. The math to
1: that equals profit. Also like the practice. fact that you have a saxophonist.
0: Yeah. Well, you have to You're going to do you're going to do just fine. The album was ultimately successful, but people were really confused by his by this Eddie Money guy at first. Hmm. He had this husky, soulful voice, but on stage he was described as spastic and sloppy. <laughs> One critic but like I feel personally attacked by that <laughs> statement. He's like delightfully unrefined. Yeah, like that's not every- he's
1: Irish. He doesn't know how to move. He, he really doesn't. It's in our At genes. Yeah. We're
0: told to know not how to move. You're terrible dancers. We're the worst. <laughs> One critic even went to went so far as to say he has jowls, advising him to stay away from the cheeseburgers lest he becomes too fat and sloppy to be successful. I don't think Eddie Money was ever fat. No. Especially back then. He was literally starving. I, 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 he was very thin. People are assholes in the 60s. Yeah. 70s. Yeah. Wow. Go fuck yourselves. And they even commented on... Male stars' uh, weight huh. and how they looked. Stupid. Yeah. Anyway, for the most part, critics thought Eddie's debut was relatively generic, understandable considering the musical climate at the time. Punk rock was exploding, new wave was starting, disco was in its heyday, and parents were losing their minds thinking Led Zeppelin were Satanists. <sighs> <laughs> Which is so laughable now. What? But like we have actual sadness now, and like yeah. it's fine.
1: Those grandpas are like clutching their balls.
0: <laughs> they're they're downstairs pearls.
1: Yes, they're downstairs pearls, which is their balls.
0: And people weren't expecting an average Joe to be making straight up pop influenced rock and roll. Despite the critics' initial yawning over Eddie's music, some were quite impressed with his stage presence. Huh. His magnetic stage show led to gigs opening for huge bands like Satan... Satana. (laughs) Santana. Freudian slip there. Yeah, Uh, Fleetwood Mac and the Rolling Stones. And most of 1977 and 78 were spent in nonstop touring mode. Good for him. Also, the ladies went fucking nuts for this guy. I'm sorry. Have you seen
1: his hair? (laughs) Of course the ladies went crazy. you seen... His hair. Like, that bop. It
0: was good hair. That was, was some really good,
1: good hair. good hair. And he
0: also had, like, the the pouty puppy dog eyes. Yeah. So well, he just seems like a fun guy. He but had like great a great sense of humor, too. A
1: non-threatening, fun guy. Yeah. Of course the women were all about it. Right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Women threw themselves at him, and I'm pretty certain he never went to bed alone. Oh, I'm sure. I hope not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you know what? At the very least, he had the pig. (laughs) The very least, he had a friend to share. Yeah, he could at least snuggle up with the teacup pig. Some rabid fans went a bit too far. Ooh! Like a mentally ill man that started stalking him. (gasps) This guy was convinced he was Eddie's twin brother, and flew to San Francisco to kill him. I don't know why he would want to kill (laughs) the person he thought he was his twin brother. Died in the womb. (laughs) I was trying to eat you. I was going to absorb you. Wait a minute. Did this guy look like anybody? I think I read somewhere. (laughs) I think Eddie said, yeah, he kind of looked like me and he grew up in Long Island, too. But no, he wasn't my twin brother. (laughs) Nope. Yeah. He was caught and committed to an institution. And Eddie actually visited him while he was there and taught him how to play dominoes.
1: That is the fucking sweetest thing. Yeah. I've ever heard. In my life. Like, what celebrity hears about somebody who's trying to kill them
0: and, and then discovers, them. like,
1: oh, it's just that they're crazy. And they go visit
0: them like, hey, how you feeling? There's usually a whole lot of restraining orders involved. Right? Usually.
1: Like, he, like, went in and was like, I know you were just mentally ill. You probably don't want to hurt anyone. You want to learn how to play dominoes? <laughs> like, let me show you something fun. That's heartwarming. As fuck. Yeah.
0: My God. All right.
1: Right now, Eddie Money is getting personal here year for me.
0: Because he was always on the road, most of Eddie's next album was written in hotels and on tour buses, then tested out during sound checks. Hmm. Then his sophomore album, Life for the Taking, was released in January 1979 and skewed in a decidedly more pop direction than previously. Hmm. With Eddie's first album, he was kind of billed as this soulful everyman. But they figured out his sweet spot was pop hits with a blue collar image, which explains the cover photo for Life for the Taking. It was a play on the cover for his debut album, which was a bit silly looking, if I have to say so myself. He was trying to be suave and handsome, but it actually kind of looks like a cover girl ad. It was the hair. See? It was the hair. It was like the, the hair. It was like the you caught me by surprise in mid twirl. Yes. yes. Like, oh, hi. <laughs> oh, my God. But I also
1: kind of love it because it's like that delightful camp, too. It is very campy indeed. And I feel like he was like he was in on the joke. It's not like he was taking himself seriously with that. Yeah. It's not yeah, like yeah. a Rod Stewart cover. Oh,
0: no. But he was kind of trying to take the piss out of Rod Stewart. Yeah. It,
1: in a way. Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> for life for the taking, it was essentially the same photo, but easy breezy beautiful went out the window, <laughs> and he looked much more haggard and much more disheveled, reflecting his rough life on the road for the last couple of years. Oh my
1: god. He did like a presidential picture, like before office and after, <laughs> after office. office.
0: Yep. Pretty much the before ties touring, loose. touring, after touring. Yeah. <laughs> Two years ago? Now. Oh. The album didn't do as well as his debut, but he continued with the incessant touring. And what helps you keep that crazy pace going for years on end ooh. without slowing down? Ooh, ooh, what ooh, is it? Ooh. Oh, is it heroin? Not that bad. T- Take it down a notch or two. Cocaine! Yeah. yeah! Yeah! Why am I celebrating cocaine? I don't know. But also with a special guest appearance from... Booze! Yay! Yay! Ooh,
1: depressants and uppers. Yeah! What a
0: great combination. Indeed. Hey, kids, you want to feel good? <laughs> Cocaine <laughs> was Eddie's drug of choice, no doubt because it gave him the energy he needed to get through every single night of being on. Yeah. And you need the booze to bring yourself down from all the speed you're doing. It's the Fleetwood Mac Circle Jerk.
1: Mm. Yes. Yeah. Hashtag Fleetwood
0: Max Circle Jerk. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Dude was running himself absolutely ragged. He released two albums in basically two years and released another, Playing for Keeps, in 1980. As with his last two albums, he was trying to bridge that gap between rock and pop for maximum appeal, but again critics panned it. Things eventually got out of hand and had unfortunate consequences. One day in 1980, after binging on vodka, or a rack of buds depending on what story you read,
1: I'm going to say vodka because I don't think Bud Lights can touch humans, right? It's basically like baby beer.
0: It's like piss beer, but like if you drink a 30 rack by yourself. All right. That's fair. Yeah. I think if I drink a 30, I don't think I
1: could, first of all, hit all 30.
0: Yeah, no. But like, I, I think we would to.
1: throw up before 12 because we'd be like, this is just bad.
0: Maybe Bud Light. Regular Budweiser? Definitely not. We would get diabetes before we'd finish, yeah. I bet. Yeah. We'd both turn into Wolford Brimley. But anyway, after binging yes. on either the vodka or the buds, right. Eddie snorted synthetic fentanyl <gasps> that he mistook for cocaine. Oh, no. He passed out for 14 hours in a position that severely pinched his sciatic nerve. What? Yeah. He was rushed to the hospital where he was told that he might not ever walk again. Oh, no. And he also severely damaged his kidneys. He basically did the same thing that Dave Mustaine said he did to his arm. Remember when yeah, yeah, yeah. he said that he was like in rehab or something and he fell asleep with his arm over the back of a chair yep, and yep. fucked up his arm and, and like, couldn't play guitar? Got damaged. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Yeah, he fucked himself up real good. The road to recovery was not an easy one, and it was a huge wake-up call for Eddie. He was down for an entire year, nearly bedridden, using a walker to get from his bedroom to the studio. Oh, my God. And he's,
1: like, what, late 20s, early 30s at this point?
0: If this was 1980, he would have been 31? That's so fucking young. Right? 31? Yeah, 31. Math. Math. <laughs> Eventually, despite doctor's predictions, he was able to walk again, but he retained a limp for the rest of his life. Huh. But he swore off drugs and got himself clean. However, the drinking continued. Yeah, I mean, and, like. And honestly, he went back to doing drugs very quickly, too. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, di- that didn't stop. Oh. He tried, but it didn't
1: Sometimes I like to say that trying counts. Sometimes? Sometimes trying does count. I guess trying still counts. No, it does No, no, it doesn't. If you can't kick it, you can't yeah. kick it.
0: All that downtime allowed him to write and record a new album, though. No Control was released in June 1982. The song's having much more personal meaning this time. A lot of them talked about Eddie's personal struggles, drug abuse, and trying to get his life back on track. The deep dive into personal issues paid off. No Control was a significantly stronger album than Playing for Keeps, breaking the top 20 and becoming what even Eddie calls the quintessential Eddie Money album. Hmm. It spawned two singles, Think I'm in Love and Shaken. Shaken became a top 10 hit and the music video featured a young actress named Apollonia shortly before she went on to co-star with Prince in Purple Rain. Oh, shit. Yeah. She was apparently the one whose tits were shaking to the middle of the night. You know what? I could see those shaking, though. She's got good tits. She's got them good tits. Shake them out, girl. Speaking of music videos, 1982 was back when MTV was still a baby television channel. Aww. It was the hot new thing in music, and Eddie did a very smart thing and jumped on the MTV bandwagon very early. Good. He understood that MTV was going to be huge, and getting his crooked mouth mug all over that channel was going to be a huge advantage for him. He was right. He became a fixture on the channel, making appearances and also making memorable videos. People loved the video for Shaken because it was silly and funny, and Eddie started becoming known for that in his own sense of humor and humility. Oh, Yay, Eddie. But it all didn't last very long. Aww, it seemed Eddie. like. oh. <laughs> It seemed like just when Eddie's popularity was skyrocketing, it just as quickly plummeted. He released his fifth album, Where's the Party, in October 1983. Valid question. Valid question. With a very different outlook from when No Control was released. Whereas No Control was a bit more serious and on the darker side of pop, mm-hmm. Where's the Party attempted, be, attempted to be much lighter and fun, but the audience wasn't in on that fun, and Where's the Party bombed. Oh, no. The problem with it was that it wasn't a party album. Most, what? Most what? Yeah. Wait. Most of the songs were mediocre rock songs, so the sentiment was lost. Oh. The single The Big Crash was almost a hit, but never quite got there, and soon enough the whole album was forgotten. Hmm. It kind of threw Eddie for a loop, and it would be about three years before he made music for the masses again. In the meantime, his management kind of blamed Where's the Party's poor performance on Eddie's health issues. Oh. Rumors of persistent drug abuse also abounded, but I can't confirm nor deny that Eddie was back on the blow around that time. I mean, it's not an easy habit to quit. It's not. You kind of... It's like when you get addicted to energy drinks, you think you can't be normal unless you have one. Yeah, because it keeps you up. It gets you it going. Does. It gets you like, it ready you to go. makes you think it does. Yeah. See, it's yeah. caffeine in general.
1: Yeah. But then sometimes you have too much caffeine and then you get, just break into an all-out anxiety attack. And, and then like, you think that was you- too much. That was way too much. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck.
0: My heart's going way too fast. Do I have to go to the hospital? I don't know what to do. Did I overdose on caffeine?
1: Everything's going to break. Everything's going to break. Yep, It happens. It happens to the best of us.
0: Totally exactly the same.
1: It's the exact same thing (laughs) as cocaine coming from two people who have never done cocaine. Yeah. I don't need cocaine.
0: I don't think I ever need to do it. I have absolutely no interest in doing drugs whatsoever. I can't
1: picture you doing cocaine.
0: I don't... Why Why would I want to? Right. Why would I want to be that animated? Like, alcohol gets me animated enough. Yeah. Alcohol and my friends... Yeah. ...are enough. I don't need Coke. That's stupid. My God. Can you imagine us on Coke, though? Woof. You thank you. And you know what? We're going to let you ruminate on that image in your brain for a little bit and take a commercial break. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Get some more beers. Yeah. Everybody just... Hang loose. We'll be right back. And we're back. And we are back. So, Eddie was on a lot of drugs, right? Yep, like you do when you're on tour. Yeah. The one drug Eddie definitely was on was love. Aww. He married Margot <laughs> oh Lee God. Walker, a 24 year old student and a fan, on Valentine's Day in 1984. Huh. They attempted to Wait. have a.
1: Oh, that was 10 days before my birthday. Oh, that's cute. For a hot second, I thought it was my birthday, and I was like, but <gasps> it's not.
0: <laughs> no. Oh.
1: I was almost born.
0: They were like, you know what? Some random chick in upstate New York is going to be born like 10 days from now. We should make sure we're married. So that she can come into a world full of love. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> and the teacup pig's like, oink oink, you right though. <laughs> but you right. <laughs> but you right though. I'm assuming the teacup pig is still alive. Oh,
0: it's always alive. Yes. It's still alive to this That's day. canon, guys. Yes. <laughs> oink break lives on. Forever. Forever. Anyway, they attempted to have a private wedding, but somehow the word got out and a horde of screaming fans showed up just in time to ruin the ceremony. Oh. Despite the total flop, that was where's the party? Columbia Records still had faith in Eddie. Good he thing. Should. Good thing too because in 1986, Eddie launched one of the greatest comebacks in rock and roll history. Fuck yeah, he did. He'd been out of the spotlight for 3 years and everyone thought it was over. But Eddie was poised to release his greatest album thus far, 1986's Can't Hold Back. You can't hold back, though. Can't. He can't. Because he wants to go back. But he can't. But he can't hold back.
1: Wait. He has
0: a lot of songs that talk about going back or holding back or coming back.
1: (laughs) It's weird. Taking back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Columbia had stipulations, though. They basically retracted all of Eddie's creative control. Whoa. But it worked. It was basically the same thing that they did with Heart. Like, you know, we still have faith in you. We still want you to be on our label and release an album. But we don't want you to make any decisions whatsoever.
1: Like, we need you to let us take the reins just for one album.
0: Right. And then maybe we'll talk about things after. Yeah, like, we
1: might loosen the grip a little.
0: And it worked, though, because Eddie's sixth album, Can't Hold Back, did insanely well. It was certified platinum in 1987 and spawned four hit singles. Oh, shit. The song I Want to Go Back. <laughs> I mean, he does, though. Became one of Eddie's most recognizable tunes, but some may not know that it's actually a cover song. What? It was originally released in 1984 by Billy Satellite. Yeah, it was. Everybody knows Billy that. Satellite. Everybody knows Billy
1: Satellite. Yeah, he was the jam back in the day. Exactly.
0: Ooh. But arguably the most popular and by far the song that Eddie Money is known most for is "Take Me Home Tonight." Take me home tonight. <laughs> I don't wanna let, let you, you go to you see well, those. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Your Ronnie Spector impression is spot on. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've ever wanted. Fantastic. Out
1: of my life. That's all I ever wanted. <laughs>
0: Producer Richie Zito brought the song to Eddie, who kind of scoffed at it. Huh. He didn't like the demo, but made a pretty fateful suggestion. Bring Ronnie Spector herself in to sing the chorus, which was a direct lift from the Ronette song, Be My Baby. Mm -hmm. The producer said it was impossible that Ronnie was so far out of the business that she wouldn't want to do it. But Eddie managed to get... How dare you?
1: Sir! How dare you? Sir! Sir! How dare you? I said, good day, sir. How dare you assume what she wants to do with her
0: life? I said, good day. <laughs> <laughs> but Eddie managed to personally get her on the phone and convinced her to do it. Not only was it a huge boon for Eddie, who got a Grammy nomination for the song, Ooh. but it revived Ronnie Spector's career as well. Oh. 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 <laughs>
1: It's the best I can muster.
0: Uh, Eddie followed Can't Hold Back Up with Nothing to Lose, another collaborative production between Eddie and Richie Zito. Arguably the biggest hit from this album was the song Walk on Water, Mm. one of my personal favorites. Yo, that is
1: the most 80s fucking song (laughs) to 80s. It's so good, though. Like, that teacup pig traded in his captain's hat for some fucking sunglasses. Yep. And some leg warmers. That pig is rock in the 80s look. He just
0: went like full supporting character from mannequin. Yeah. That's exactly what he did.
1: More like mana oink, am I right? <laughs> he went from oink break More to like... mana oink. Anyway. Anyway, yes. So
0: the most so, 80s shit to 80s. Yeah, but Walk on Water is actually one of my personal favorite Eddie Money songs. However, it's a jam. I think it's an underrated jam. It is. However, it happens to be the song Eddie hates to perform the most. No way. Apparently because the na-na-na-na-na-na-na, na 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 yeah, that part, it's fucking annoying to sing. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, nobody wants to sing na or la-la's. Yeah, nobody wants nobody to sing wants to
0: ooh or ah. No, it gets really repetitive and obnoxious. If I'm, like, singing something like that or saying something like that- halfway through I'm like no, I'm over it and nobody cares what I'm saying anymore no, I'd feel I awkward doing I'm just gonna shut up
1: yeah no I, I understand that feel yeah
0: but he couldn't really complain because his career was revitalized and he was more popular than ever hell yeah in between can't hold back and nothing to lose he contributed to a bunch of movie soundtracks including the incomparable movie over the top the movie about arm wrestling starring <gasps> Sylvester Stallone. That's right. I drive truck, break arm, and arm wrestle. Fucking love that movie. Oh my God, I've never
1: seen it, but I just I oh, know it. It's I so know that it good. exists, and I know what it is.
0: <laughs> fuck first blood, fuck all of them. It's over the top. That is the best. I don't know. Cliffhanger.
1: Stallone. <sighs> that face. It's just A the face. 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 No, you
0: need to see over the top, and you will fucking understand what I'm talking All about. All right, I'm I'm here to watch over the it's top. It's so good. We can have an over the top night. One might say it's over the top. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, don't apologize. Meanwhile, things were seemingly spinning out of control in Eddie's personal life. Back on drugs and drinking to excess, oh, good. since in and out of rehab didn't seem to help much. His continued hard partying could have contributed to his first marriage failing. Oh. I'm not sure of the date he and Margot divorced, but it must have been shortly after they married because Eddie started seeing model Lori Harris in 1985. Oh, shit. He
1: did not really. He wasted
0: no Ooh, time.
1: Wow. All right.
0: Maybe, like, try a little harder? though. <laughs> no? Like, I don't know. But when they met, she wasn't exactly impressed. She didn't even know who he was. Oh. She legit kept confusing him with John Cougar Mellencamp. Hold on, though. Yeah. She also said that she, she said she couldn't remember who he was, and she kept confusing him with John Cougar Mellencamp and sometimes Huey Lewis. First of okay. I'll give you Huey Lewis. Yeah. I'll give you Huey Lewis.
1: They have the same boisterous energy. Right? (laughs) Boisterous energy. (laughs) You know who doesn't have boisterous energy? John Cougar Mellencamp. Um, Or John Mellencamp. Yes he does. No he doesn't. Fuck John Cougar Mellencamp.
0: Why? I do
1: not like John Cougar Mellencamp. Why? Or John Mellencamp or John Cougar or Mellon Camp. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck his name is anymore. Camp of Cougar, <laughs> Cougar Mellon? He has like twenty names. And then didn't even end up just being like JMC. Wait, John Cougar Mellon. So it's JCM. JCM no.
0: no. First he was John Cougar. Right. Then he was John Cougar Mellencamp. Okay. Then he was just John Mellencamp. Okay. But at one point, I feel like he was JCM. Maybe. I'm pretty
1: sure he was. The point but it is, was between John Cooper Jack Mel and Jack and Diane Kim, is the worst song ever, and I never oh, need to hear
0: that again. fuck Jack and Diane. Nobody should like Jack also, and Diane. Also, like, what However, are his other songs? I don't like any of them. Rain on the Scarecrow is a really good song. Uh, oh. Tumbling Down is a really good song. Oh, you're song. seeing all the R-O-C-K radio K hits. ROCK in the USA is a really good song. Uh, Small Town is a good song. Uh, was it Little Pink Houses? That one's a good song. He has uh oh, Cherry Bomb. That's a fucking jam. (laughs) Like, come on. Don't come for me with John fucking Cougar Mellencamp because I like him. Okay. (laughs) And he's married to Meg Ryan and he loves her. Anyway, we got way off topic. Sorry. But she figured it out and basically gave him an ultimatum. Shape up or ship out. She wasn't dealing with a guy who was high and wasted all the time. As she shouldn't. And Eddie indicated that he really wanted a family. So if Eddie wanted a family with her, he had to kick the drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. He entered a 12-step program to show his seriousness, which didn't stick, but it was the gesture that counted. I'd say in this case, trying counts. In this case, it was the gesture that counted. Yeah. To her. Their family started shortly after they got together when Lori became pregnant with their son, Zachary. And then they married in 1989 and had four more children. Holy shit. Jessica, Joseph, Julian, and Desmond.
1: Why'd they give up on the J's?
0: There's only so many J's.
1: No, we could have kept going. But then it would have John been, Cougar. Then
0: it just would have been obnoxious. <laughs> that's when it would have been that's obnoxious. That's when it would have... Been. Number five would have been just too much. All right. That's fair. Eddie then released right here in September 1991... I didn't realize, like, by the 90s he was still releasing. Oh, yeah, he was. Oh, shit. This album was pretty much straight up top 40 radio pop and saw him working with big names like Mutt Lang and Diane Warren, Ooh. but it didn't perform that well, only hitting number 160 on the Billboard 200. Ooh. That's not great. Not helping was the death of Bill Graham that same year. Oh. His death happened in a tragic helicopter accident on the way back from... Ironically, a Huey Lewis and the News concert.
1: Oh! It was probably. Oh my god! Yeah.
0: That's, oh. that's the last thing you saw Huey Lewis and the News. You know, like, worse things? I'd be okay with that. Worst things, there are some. Yeah, I like Huey Lewis yeah. and the News. It was probably quite a shock to Eddie, who had a very close father son type of relationship with Bill. Mm. Eddie was now a father himself, though, and he settled into domestic life in California alternating between making albums and family life. There you go. He released two more albums in the 90s, Love and Money and Ready Eddie. Oh, my God. (laughs) I like that they both have his name in it. Yeah. But drugs and alcohol continuously snuck their way into Eddie's life. damn
1: it, Eddie. It's the 90s.
0: (laughs) Chill out. Get a grip. Just be sad like the rest of us. Just embrace the depression and be Like, fun. cocaine's not you know fun anymore. But also, at least he didn't go to heroin.
1: All right. Hey, we are still, like, this many episodes without heroin incident. Yeah. yeah. Good it's for great. us.
0: He once again entered rehab for his drinking in 2001, coming out of it clean and sober, and finally stayed that way. Nice. All right. There you go. He remained active throughout the 2000s, releasing an album of covers in 2007 and and becoming a fixture in nostalgia act. He caught the acting bug early on, often depicting himself on TV and movies. He had a guest appearance on the Drew Carey show in 1999, playing Mimi's first husband that she never really divorced. Oh my god. He also played himself on an episode of King of Queens, and was in a pretty funny Geico commercial in 2012. Oh yeah, I remember that. He was a travel agent that burst into Two Tickets to Paradise. Yeah. He was also in the Michael Douglas Alan Arkin show The Kaminsky Method, where he plays a version of himself that is indebted to the IRS and has to perform at a casino at casino shows as Freddy money to avoid paying taxes.
1: Not like Fredward Currency. <laughs> not like our not intern. Fredward
0: Currency are in okay. very different person very different
1: person. <laughs>
0: A lot of people also don't know that he had his own reality TV show called... Didn't didn't know that. Called Real Money. Oh. It debuted in April 2018 and basically chronicled Eddie and his family at home and on the road. And I have to say, I've only watched a little bit of the show, but uh, his kids are nothing short of insufferable. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Like, I'm sure they play it up for the show.
1: Yeah, they have to. They Holy probably want fuck. like another Kardashian kind of
0: thing. Holy fuck. Oh really? Like any like money isn't really even that iconic of a musician. I don't think like if you're going to make a list of the most iconic musicians of the 70s and 80s, he's going to be lower. Lower on the lower. list than you know, some people like he's
1: no Billy Idol, right? He's no. Why can't I think of anything else besides anybody Money and Billy Idol right he's now? He's no. He's not Prince.
0: He's not oh, Michael he's Jackson. No, he's he's not, no Bowie.
1: Right. He's, he's not, not Queen. Any of those people. He's not Cindy Lauper. He's, he's not, not Madonna. Madonna. Yeah. Yeah. Not any of these people. Oh, yeah. No. All right. Yeah. He is a C-list musician. B-list? I
0: would say lower
1: Bs. I'd put him above John Cougar Mellencamp <laughs> for sure.
0: Fine. Fine. No, they're probably in the same category. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably on the same level. Yeah, honestly. But like...
1: They're trying so hard. Yeah, but
0: like they're acting like they are Kardashian level. Oh,
1: honey, you're not. But you're
0: not. And
1: like, you don't want to be. And... The Kardashians are in-fucking-sufferable. Right. I don't know why the fuck they're famous.
0: So they have five children. Too many children. Apparently, The oldest one... I, at this point, I think it's like 33 or 34. Oh, they're younger than us? Slightly. Oh, I guess slightly. that makes sense
1: because they got married when we were born.
0: Yeah. They're
1: slightly that's younger. That's how
0: math works. Yeah. That's how years work. Okay. Time. <laughs> um, So the oldest one is a quote unquote personal trainer. Oh. They all live in the same house. Oh. None of the children moved out. So this guy is like a 30 something year old personal trainer whose only client is his own father oh and at one point they show him like lifting like he like the big barbells that you lift over your head and like Mm -hmm. doing like deadlifts and shit and somebody is like so how how many pounds is that And he's like oh it's 135 and i'm like really that's it that's it that's it Like, and you're acting like you're pumping 500 pounds over your head. Like, come on.
1: Yeah. Like, here's the thing. Like 135 is a lot, but I'm already like, like after like, I I got, I got roly poly and weak sauce and I think I was lifting about like 70 or 80 for the first time. Yeah. I'm lifting half of what you're lifting after not lifting for years. Yeah. Like honey, honey. No.
0: Mm. Mm. And then one of his younger sons went to Berkeley College of Music. Okay. And now he just stays in his bedroom and makes dubstep music. And I'm like, You went to Berkeley and you're playing dubstep? Do like, you teach dubstep what? at Berkeley? What? Do people still listen to dubstep? I thought that died out. I thought that was a done deal. We were over dubstep, but I guess not. Yeah. Not according to any money son. Huh. But they, they, I'm sure that they are playing up for the cameras, of but course. they all seem just like spoiled brats.
1: Yeah. It could be, there's the truth that lies somewhere in between. Who
0: literally all of them only have jobs because their dad is famous. Yep. Literally.
1: Yeah. Don't we, uh, don't we love that? Yeah. That old, that old, uh, what's it? what's that called? Ne- huh? Nepotism? Nepotism. Uh, yeah.
0: Good, Good old, old nepotism. Nepotin. Yep. The show also chronicled his ongoing health issues, such as just that past July, Eddie had heart valve surgery and battled with pneumonia, and the recovery was pretty difficult. Mm. The show only got through one season before Eddie shared some devastating news with the world. On August 24th, 2019, the longtime smoker revealed he had stage four esophageal cancer. Mm. Only a few weeks later, he was back in the hospital, but things were not looking good. On September 13th, he died from complications from the cancer. The episode of his reality show that chronicled his cancer diagnosis aired only the night before he passed away. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fuck. It's really sad. Like, and it's so sad, too, because what was he, 60-something? He was 70. Was he 70? Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought he was, like, 68, 69.
1: But I'm terrible at math. But, like, clearly this man thought he had years left...
0: Like, honestly, I don't think he really thought he was going to live that long. Why would you have, like, a reality show and do all this shit? Like, he might have thought that maybe he had another few years in him, but I don't know. Just reading his history and doing this research on him, like, I could see... Maybe maybe it's a hindsight is 2020 thing, but, like, it just seemed like he... Always had some kind of health issue, even Mm. in his early 30s. And the constant drug and alcohol abuse probably didn't help him. Or maybe it helped preserve him for longer. I don't know. honestly. But it just, to me, I got the impression that he had a lot of ongoing health issues that maybe he didn't really talk about with people. Right. And I just got the, I always had the impression that he... Probably would have died early. He probably would have died earlier if he didn't have his family.
1: Yeah. No, you're right. Because his uh, wife clearly kept him to like, can you try to be healthy?
0: Yeah. Just give it a Something. shot. Something. And I'm sure his son, being a personal trainer and all, probably tried to help keep him in shape. Yeah. So. I mean, trying counts in that sense for sure.
1: But yeah, it's it must have been like, fuck. I don't know. Can't Fuck cancer. Like, Foremost, fuck cancer, but it's just—it's like, a merciless bitch. You don't, you don't know. Like yeah. sometimes you could get a, a fucking diagnosis. Like when my mom got fucking diagnosed, like that shit metastasized to like
0: everything, and she lived for four fucking years. I mean, to bring it even closer to right now, yeah. Um, a friend of ours just recently passed away from bone cancer, and like. He was diagnosed with prostate cancer uh, three months ago. Yeah, I can't... Four months ago, and then they were like, but it's not spreading too fast, so we'll, you know, chill out for a little bit. We'll figure out a plan. The next time we went to a doctor, like a month later, they're like, you have bone cancer and you have about two months to live, and he just passed away last weekend, so...
1: And it's like, how can you even, like, like... You want to begrudge people for bad behaviors like smoking or like I don't know being like exposed to certain chemicals or whatnot, but it's like I don't know what it fucking matters anymore.
0: Yeah,
1: like if it's gonna get you, it's gonna fucking get you. Right. It fucking sucks. Like, cause it's like, yeah, anybody smoked a bunch, but like it sounds like other than that, he tried to keep a relatively healthy lifestyle once he kicked the drugs and alcohol. Hopefully,
0: you I know? Just, I. I, don't know, he, I assume his wife was probably his on sound his case. Like,
1: yeah, as his kids got older and his wife, like they sound like people who were like, "Hey, be healthy," right? You know. So I don't know, but at the end of the day, it just sucks. Like, fuck it. I'm sure we have a fucking cure for this.
0: Why don't it. we? Why government don't we right now? Looking it's at you, stupid. government. Since his passing, people have been coming out of the woodwork to share their personal Eddie Money stories. They all seemed to say the same things about him. Not only was he humble, but he was self-deprecating, never taking himself too seriously and always trying to have a little fun. He also had an amazing sense of humor, and more than a few people praised his dad jokes and bad puns. (laughs) But sometimes his sense of humor would get him in hot water, like when he cracked a joke about his wife's spending habits at a talk at the Grammy Museum. He said, my wife always looks like a million bucks and she spends so much money on clothes and I hate it. It's the Jew in me. Being half Jewish himself, he didn't think anything of it. Right. But music analyst and critic Bob Lefsetz took issue with it and called Eddie out on what he called an anti-Semitic comment, <sighs> which
1: I wouldn't call it. I think Jews it.
0: get to make fun of
1: themselves.
0: He's half Jewish. Yeah. So, I mean, granted, it wasn't the greatest joke. Yeah. It was kind of a... if. If you're gonna, like, it's a house, it's a it's a joke you make in the household
1: or with close friends, right? But but also like, I've worked with people, you know, like I've worked with Orthodox Jews, I've worked with cultural Jews, like I've worked in highly Jewish environments. They make fun of themselves all the time because they've been through some shit. They get to make fun of themselves.
0: It's kind of the ultimate, <laughs> like, we've been through a lot of bad shit, but we have to keep our sense of humor, or exactly. else we will lose our minds. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, let him have it, guys. It's fine. Yeah. Like,
0: he's not trying to be a dick. Like, it's... Granted, it's not the best no. joke. It and is, Again, it's a house joke. And in this, like, public climate that we have now, you can't really say anything like that because somebody will say, um, that's questionable.
1: Or you'll have, like, some white supremacist being like, see, even they don't <laughs> like <laughs> themselves. Any money's like,
0: on our side. No, he's not. Like, no. Oh, God. That's not what he said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But either way, if that's the biggest scandal, Eddie's jokes got him in. I'd say his legacy is going to live on well intact. Yeah. As it should.
1: Here for Eddie Money. Like, man, I didn't realize. Like, you look at the guy, and you're like, he's probably a fun guy. But, like, I'm glad to hear that, like, yeah, I mean, he's had his problems. But who the fuck hasn't? Right. Like, honestly, who the fuck hasn't? Right. So... He didn't do anything that sounds super egregious. And his fucking music's a bop.
0: His music, his hits, his singles that I remember, they are ingrained in my childhood, but kind of fly under the radar. So when I hear them now, I'm like, holy fuck, I forgot about this song. I fucking love this song. Yeah, And then I get really happy. Because I hear Walk on Water on the radio (laughs) randomly someday.
1: Especially when you hear a lesser Eddie Money song. Like, oh my god, this is so good. I forgot this was... I didn't... Actually, I wouldn't even say forgot. I just never knew it was Eddie Money. He is one of those artists that you will listen to some of his songs and be like,
0: I Uh, know this song. I didn't didn't know
1: know it was Eddie Money. Exactly. I thought it was Fredward Currency. (laughs) No. That's our intern... (laughs) He works hard on our notes. He doesn't know how to write music. Yeah. No offense, Fred Ward.
0: You can write a good
1: paragraph, you can't write a song. That's okay. I mean, I can't do either, so here I am not doing any of that. That's stuff. why we hired Fredward Currency. Because it's mostly because my writing's fucking terrible. <laughs> Woof. Awesome. So that was the story of
0: Eddie Money. Yeah. I'm very sad that he's no longer around yeah. to make his dumb dad jokes, but.
1: I'm also just sad that, like, Per usual, I feel like I jump on that, oh, you were actually fucking awesome ship Mm -hmm. too late.
0: Way too late.
1: (laughs) Way too late. But I know that the captain of that ship is like that little fucking teacup pig in a hat. And that makes me feel a little bit better. He's like, I'm here to make you feel better. He's
0: carrying the torch for Oink Blank. Oh, my. Oink Blank.
1: I can't wait. We have to start that band. Man. Thank you guys so much for listening. To this episode on Eddie Money, I hope you guys go out, listen to his music, maybe eat less bacon, because Oink Blank, he's he's kind
0: of he's he's vegetarian. Yeah, he's not into the uh eating of his brethren. No, he's not into that. He's not into that at all. Yeah, yeah. So
1: thanks guys for listening. <laughs> we appreciate you and love you. We wouldn't be here without your listening. I mean, we would have just given up by now. So thank you. We're still here. Two years later. Man, two years.
0: Almost two years. Hey, check that out. We're almost at episode 100. Yeah. And we're not
1: going to shit for 100 episodes, so stop asking.
0: It's going to be just a normal fucking episode. It's going to be a normal episode, guys. Maybe we'll be like, yo, it's 100 episodes. Maybe we'll
1: do an air horn noise. Bam, 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 bam. But like, that's it. Don't get too excited. And I already did it.
0: I came. To, I came too early. <laughs> you I'm came sorry. too early.
1: It's not even 2020 yet. Oh my God, who it is? Who knows? Yeah, Who even knows what's gonna happen in 2020. But you know, we're, we're hopefully we'll, better things. Hopefully better things. But uh, yeah, until then, you we've got a huge backlog. You guys can catch up on. We've got one more episode before the year runs out. Anyway, so stay tuned for that one. But uh, check us out on our website www.rockcandypodcast.com. And you can check out old episodes. You can comment on things. Toss us an email. Find all the links for our social medias because we got the Facebook, the Instagrams, and the Twits. We suck at social media, and we really apologize for that. Like, you know what? (laughs) I'm going to own up to it. We're not great at it. No. It's just, like, we're very exhausted with daily life. I work a lot. We work really... And our notes take a lot. (laughs) Like, between work and this, it's like, we gotta hustle. Yeah. And so, like, social media is, like... I don't even like doing my own personal social media.
0: Yeah. So... Sometimes I'm not active at all on my own, so... Yeah.
1: I mean, honestly, like, we barely post on our own shit. But
0: also, I get... Like, you know what?
1: Fredward should really fucking step up. I know he's been doing a great job with the notes, but he would do an even better job with our social media. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's half of what we hired him for, so... um Fredward. Fredward. Chop, chop, Come on, motherfucker. Bitch. And, uh... <laughs> If you wanna go ahead and listen
1: to other podcasts about music that are fantastic and wonderful and way better at social media than we are, go head out to our network. Pantheon Podcasts. You can it's it's a one-stop shop for whatever you need as far as music podcasts go. So And they're all quite delightful. They are delightful and wonderful. And
0: very much know more than we do.
1: Yes, honestly. <laughs> We're just here shooting the shit, talking about pigs and John Cougar Mellicamp. camp. <laughs> Guys. I will defend you want, him
0: till the death.
1: I mean, like, Harry's got their hill to die on. Yeah. Ashley, this is John Cougar Mellon camp. It is.
0: However, I cannot defend Jack and Diane. No one can. No. Not even anyone on Pantheon Podcast. Not even Jack nor Diane.
1: Yeah, they're like, I don't even like this song. And if, you know, you really dig in what we like, or if you really like uh Fredward's notes, go ahead and give us a five star <laughs> review. Because we like five star reviews. I first mean, person- even if he- hey, first person to shout out Fredward and a five star <laughs> review, we will send you shit. Yeah, we'll send you he- some fucking swag <laughs> if you shout out Fredward. And a even fucking if you post. don't like us, just
0: say something about Fredward. He's doing the best he ever did. He did. He's god smacking it. Yeah, he One hundred percent. Anyway, but also if you like to give us some monies. Money, please. Money, please. You can go to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash rockcandypodcast and you can throw us some cash and we will throw some shit at you. Mm-hmm. And you can also get some pretty sweet bonus episodes. Yeah. And you can get a shout out. Yeah, Like you can. we're going to do right now bow, to bow, our bow, good bow, friends. Bow. Our good friends at So Wizard Podcast. Hell yes, So Wizard Podcast. Who lovingly gave us some of their money. Yeah. Every month. Every nice of you guys. (laughs) Honestly,
1: we know what that life is like, but like shout out to so wizard, Joey, Marcellus, and Aubrey. They are fantastic. Check out their podcast. If you like nerd news and if you like to stay up to date on the nerd pop culture, it's one of the few actual like nerdy pop culture podcasts I can listen to because it's three people who all have varying views on things So you can always find, like, an interesting point or something to agree or disagree with. And you're like, huh, yes, I never looked at it that way. And it's great because they'll give you the news first, and then they usually cover something like a movie or, like, the hot new thing on Netflix. They
0: really are a one-stop shop for all things nerd. Yeah, it's kind of perfect. And also, they're rad as fuck people. Yeah. They're actually really fun to hang out with, too. (laughs) So, like,
1: throw them your listens. Throw them your attention. Go check them out. We love them. We're friends. So, you know.
0: Yeah, but also, um, yeah, get on that Patreon shit because we put out a bonus episode every month mm. for our Patreon people, and this month's bonus episode is going to be super special. Yeah, no, and it is. F- fucking hilarious. It's only for patrons. This is not <laughs> only something Only for we would... patrons!
1: No, this is not some shit I would release to the general Absolutely public. Absolutely not. Absolutely f- not. You guys really are not. going to
0: be surprised and delighted. I hope. And also poop your pants a little bit just, it's a, little bit. just it's a little fun. bit. It's
1: fun. It's fun times. But stop in next week is our last episode of 2019 and it'll it'll be our guys spoilers it's our roundup episode.
0: Yeah. Our favorite songs of the year, favorite beers of the year, concerts, just concerts, a general everything. like might even like do some decade shit too. Oh, we went to some good concerts this
1: year. We do. So oh, we'll have to talk hard. about those next week. But until then, a party on, Ashley. Party on, Megs, And party on, you crazy kids out there.
0: Shake your tits all night. <laughs> oh, my God. They just don't those are the stop.
1: Li- those are the lyrics, they right? They don't
0: stop. Why don't they
1: stop? They can stop.